0: This is Drew here. We welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number sixty six point one, and we're continuing our playthrough of Nino Cooney, Wrath of the White Witch. Today, I have with me Matt. Hello, and yeah, uh, Nino Cooney. We we I had some mixed feelings about this game uh, in the first episode, Matt. I know you really liked the combat. Yep, I wasn't feeling it too much. Uh, after playing some more of it, I get a handle on it at the same time. I feel like they don't give you options to do things that you that I really wanna do hmm. so and we'll get into that a little bit later uh let's go through the plot a little bit. The last thing we did was we were in Al Moon. Uh, we were talking to the great sage, and he said that he wasn't going to have anything to do with us because Shadar has, you know, taken away his daughter's heart. Closed. And yeah, this is what bit. happens. Yeah, and this is what happens. So we just need to to pay, play along. So we need to go back to Motorville to our world and hopefully find the soulmate of the the sage's daughter, which her name is Esther. Uh, we travel back to Motorville, and Oliver remembers, hey, that girl who was watching us while we were getting ready to get the race car out. She's weird, and she looks a lot like her. So let's go find out about her. So we travel back to Motorville, go to the house where she lives, and she won't come to the door. So we're like, okay, well, how do we talk to her? Um... So we decide that we're going to leave, but we run back into the little green haired girl. P. Uh, P is her name and not P E E as in urine, but P E A as in the food. Uh, she, um, unlocks the door for us so we can go in and talk to, uh, the girl.
1: Do you have any thoughts on who she is or? I don't know. Cause she, she's, been pretty mysterious. She just kind of pops up every once in a while and helps us out. Right. And disappears. Yeah. Haven't really seen anybody that looks like her to think that she might be somebody's twin. Yeah. I, I, I don't really know what... I feel like that's got to be some kind of a reveal in the game is who's P.
0: Maybe she's the soulmate of the White Witch. Haha. ha. Hmm. I figured out the game. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not certain, but she, she's always there. She's always helping us with impossible situations. So she unlocks the door for us. We go upstairs and, uh, the girl there who is most certainly the soulmate of Esther says that, uh, she can't leave. She, she feels like she has to stay up there because, um, something is wrong with her dad. Her dad has not been the same, uh, he's been very mean and hostile to him to her and the mother so we're like okay let's go talk to the dad see if we can get things fixed with the family we go to the mechanic shop which is where her dad works and he's a spitting image of the sage and he's there he's very hostile Towards Oliver, as well as uh, his wife. She comes in to bring him lunch, and she's very mean. He's very mean to her. And uh, Drippy realizes that there's something going on with him. He's got this purple aura surrounding him. And uh, Drippy realizes it's a nightmare. A nightmare has been taken over this person and basically makes them not what they are originally so we have to fight the nightmare the nightmare i guess pulls us into this other dimension because i was thinking oh wow we're actually gonna have a fight in the real world yeah but it seems to like transport oliver and drippy into another dimension to fight
1: yeah i just assumed it was the nightmare world
0: yeah it could have been like oh it's in his head or something like that so we have this fight with a nightmare. Didn't really find it difficult.
1: Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Uh, but Apparently we get a few of these fights in the game. At least three, I think.
0: Okay. But, uh yeah, we beat it. And the father comes back to normal. Realizes, oh, God, I've been treating you guys horribly. I'm so sorry. And we go back to the home. He apologizes to his wife and daughter, and uh, his daughter has feels better about herself. She's able to finally go outside and see the world, and she thanks Oliver for all the help. Oliver then travels back to Alma Moon in the other world, and uh, Esther, the sage's daughter, has returned back to normal. We have uh, saved uh, Esther from her broken heartedness, her closed heartedness. And the sage is like, okay, I'm going to help you. You've proved yourself. And uh, Esther says, well, I want to help too because he helped me. So Esther now joins our party. She is a tamer, a familiar tamer. So she's not actually a wizard, but she is um, somebody who is very... Good with familiars. Which I
1: find to be another pretty fun part of this game so far.
0: Yeah, this is where the Pokemon aspects come into play. So Esther has the ability to serenade uh, the enemies that we run into. Uh, So when you beat up an enemy uh, every once in a while, uh, it will have some hearts floating over its head. When that happens, you switch to Esther and she can serenade the monster into joining our party. So we are going around collecting a bunch of monsters to fight for us. Um, It's, I mean, yeah, it's it's basically Pokemon. The only difference is it's kind of random whenever you can serenade one or not.
1: Yeah, I I think each, I don't know exactly how it works, but I know each uh, familiar type has a percentage chance that you'll be able to serenade them but I don't know if that scales with like your level or anything like that.
0: That's true. Um, but yeah, we're able to have other recruit, other, uh, party members to help us out. Uh, they all start, I guess at level one or they, they do they all do. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, cut to, um, Rashid is it Rashid or Rashad Rashad Rashad. uh, the sage he tells us that we have to go take on the great sage trials to uh, prove ourselves as well as to uh, gain knowledge of being a sage or a wizard so we travel deeper into the desert to this temple where they um they take on these trials that are held by this uh king guy he's like a sultan almost that would be the best way to describe him
1: yeah they call him the supreme sage solomon there you go solomon
0: supreme sage solomon who is like this little guy who's really loud and obnoxious <laughs> looks like looks like a little kid what would you say
1: That's a typical. There's always a a little guy who's annoying and loud.
0: Yeah. Originally, we think it's his bodyguard. It's like this real big hulking guy. And I was like, that's the wrong person. It's the guy behind him. Uh, So he makes us take on these trials. Uh, There's three trials in all. Uh, One is the uh, trial of friendship. The other is the trial of... Wits. Wits, yeah. Wits, and then the trial of... uh, of, I guess bravery or maybe it's a combat trial basically. Yeah. So uh, the trial of wits is basically solving puzzles by using this um, the puppet master thing where you can move objects around. Um, didn't find much of that too difficult?
1: No. Uh, although when I was playing it I was kind of like oh I hope there's more of this in the game. Because these trials both the friendship one and the wits one you know, more of this type of thing would really change it up and make it not less RPG ish, but, you know, give you more different things to do. Right. In the experience of playing it. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of liked it as a, you know, a little distraction.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Trial of Friendship is basically. There is a game on the PlayStation 2 called The Adventures of Cookies and Cream. <laughs> where you control two different characters using both the analog sticks. And you have to maneuver them around in different ways. And that's basically what it is. You're walking over these little bridges that are constantly falling. You have to hold you have to have a character stand on a platform so the other character can move and they're each controlled by Oliver's control with the left stick, Esther's control with the right stick. Yeah, I kinda liked it. Yeah, it's interesting. And then finally after that, we take on the the combat trial, which is fighting this giant. Everything's giant. Every boss fight in this game is huge. And I've got these little bitty familiars. This is like poking them with a stick. So. I didn't find this to be very difficult. In fact, I haven't ran into a boss fight that was that difficult until we talked about the one close to the end
1: of where I finished playing. Yeah, I think. I didn't have any trouble with them. I think the first couple bosses of the game took me a few minutes just to kind of realize how to control things and how to move my characters around the the little, little arena. But for the most part, I don't really have much problem. I mean, for most of these bosses, I start with Oliver and... Yeah, you know, I'll kind of feel out the boss, see what his attacks are. I'll just send Mighty in, do as much damage as possible. You know, I like the fact that he can block, and it. You know, f- for the most part, it's just it's just responding to what they do, blocking when you need to block, attacking when when they're when they're free to, to attack. So, yeah, it hasn't really been too difficult yet.
0: Right. So um, after we beat the combat trial. Uh, Solomon gives us um, the uh, choice of getting a new familiar, um, which, uh, I don't know, which which one did you choose? Uh, Can you even remember?
1: No, I don't even remember getting an option here.
0: Yeah, he gave me the option of choosing between three to give to Esther.
1: Oh, yeah! Crap! I, I, there was a fire one, right? Uh,
0: there was. He the looked ghost.
1: like a tadpole, fire tadpole.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe I can't remember.
1: I think that's the one I picked.
0: I got the bird that looks like he has a horn for a beak.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, uh, he gives us that, and he also teaches us about metamorphosis, which is the. Uh, Nino Kuni version of evolving. You feed, uh, your, um, your familiar, a orb that matches its celestial marking. So you got sun, moon, star, and planet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it then metamorphoses, evolves into a new type of creature that has the potential for better stats. There's a caveat to it. And that is, it starts back at level one. Yep. So, the worst thing you could do is metamorphosize all of your party members at one time. Because you're just going to get murdered. The best thing to do is do one at a time and use your leveled up party members to basically help level up your level one new creature
1: yeah because anybody that's around you basically gets the points to you don't get xp for specifically doing damage or for finishing off enemies you know everybody gets xp for every battle yeah which is which makes that part of it much easier you can keep people in reserve leveling up even if you have no intention of playing with them which is basically what i do for the third position for each character
0: yeah that's that's basically me too you know, to be honest with you, and that's the thing, is like, uh, it's w- from where I stop in the game, I have not really changed my characters. And I've looked at facts and stuff like that, and they're telling me that the characters that I'm using right now
1: are not good. Yep. And I need to switch them. Which is one of the things that I've been really excited about. I finally got one of the better familiars. And I, I played around with it. Just enough to where I evolved it to level two before going into a big boss fight. So basically, that one boss fight brought it from like level one to ten immediately. Yeah. So um, one more evolution, and they'll be in their final form, I think. And that that that's one that I've got that I think I'll keep until the end game. See, that's the
0: thing. Is like I just feel like I don't even know where to start. Like I don't know which ones to to level up and which ones to even look at. Should I just look at a fact and say which ones the best ones, and then go seek them out?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wanted to do that with at least one. I figured for at least the first half of the game, I'm going to keep Mighty as my main, right? Uh, but beyond that, you know, the other two positions. Uh, I, I'm free to do with anybody. So I, I wanted at least one good one, which I got, and then the other one has just been... Well, it's still at Lemur for now.
0: That's my striker.
1: I, I could easily sub it out for somebody else because all three of my familiars, I think, are, are kind of higher damage output. I mean, I guess Mighty's not at this point. He's more my, the one that I can defend with the best. Yeah. But uh, I did find a familiar that's... A, a slab of rock basically and it automatically has like twice the defense of of most of the other familiars so maybe i'll take one of those and put it as my defensive is that the monolith guy yeah yeah the monolith guy i figure i might as well take one of those and start leveling him up as it if if i ever get into a fight where i need defense right and and that's just another thing i really like about this game is just my my head swims a little bit with all the different options for Putting together a party of familiars, I I don't know that I've necessarily found a good ranged one, but maybe that's just because I've been avoiding ranged ones. So if I had like a, you know, if I had one guy with a sword, a ranged one, and then a defensive one, does that give me a pretty good, pretty good balance in my familiar party?
0: I have yet to run into a ranged familiar.
1: Well, I'm, I'm thinking, I guess, ranged as in like magical, like that little green one that we got in the forest right so i mean i I thought that one was kind of useless i just gave it to well i just didn't use it yeah um but you know maybe some of the ones that start off weak if you can evolve them a few times get pretty powerful they may and maybe maybe having a magic user that was sort of like third form would be pretty pretty useful
0: That little green mage guy that I have, um, is getting crazy high level because I can't metamorphosize it because I have yet to run into a star drop, a star gem. And I'm like, where the, where are they? I was like, I have, I, like, none of them are dropping for me. I can't find them at all. I've got the big ones. I got the jumbo ones. Yeah. But those are for the level three evolutions.
1: Like, yes, yeah, I, 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 I spent a couple hours grinding, and I must have gotten a dozen different orbs.
0: I, he, yeah, I, I got a ton of orbs, but none of them are stars. <laughs> I've got moon, planet, sun, all of them. I'm just really...
1: Yeah, like, I'm annoying. hesitant to... Yeah. I'm hesitant to waste any of them also for that same reason. I don't want to... I don't want to just evolve any random familiar that I find and then not have the right orb that I need when I find the familiar that I want to keep long term. Yeah,
0: see, that's the thing. I feel like I feel like, A, I'm wasting my time leveling up these characters that I that a fact has told me are not good. And B, I don't know where to find the ones that I should get.
1: Yeah, I, I think most of them we just come across within the game, so I The ones that aren't good, aren't good, I think, for the second half of the game. But I think we still need them for the first half. Right. So I don't know.
0: So let me talk about the combat a little bit. Because uh, we'll get to where we're at in a minute. But since we've got a new party member, it's glaring to me. How bad
1: the AI is in this game. For like your partner? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, they are, they are pretty terrible. So,
0: I, and so they give you tactics, much like in, if you remember Persona 3, the original Persona 3, you can only control your character, and you gave your party members tactics, as in like, you know, don't use items, or use tons of items, or, Use all your MP or go all out, you know, that stuff. Yeah. They give you those options, but my God. Like, (laughs) I, I, I just have Esther set to do whatever you want. Yep. To which she then removes her familiars and just standard fucking attacks by herself using her fucking harp, which does one damage. She if I if I if I have a hundred hit points and I go down to ninety nine hit points, she immediately uses MP to heal me, and I'm just like, "What are you doing?"
1: Yeah, I feel like she she runs out of MP ridiculously fast, and then sits there and can't really do anything after that.
0: Yeah, and then once she runs out of MP, she's not healing me anymore, and she's just using her harp to attack. How do I get her to keep her familiars out at all times?
1: Yeah. All out. Well, pretty soon you get an option for all out attack, which I would imagine would solve that.
0: Do you get an all out defense? Yep. Okay,
1: great. Easy access: all Let, out defense or all all out attack.
0: Let's let's just jump ahead a little bit. There's a boss fight, right? There's a boss fight with a fucking genie, okay? Uh, <laughs> and uh, I mean, this is a little bit later on in the game, but I just want to mention it right now why when i got esther why did that game not give me the all out defense right away because i did that boss fight and the boss fight has the boss has a fucking attack that hits everybody in the battle i can only defend with one person yep i can't defend with oliver and then immediately switch over to esther and then have her defend cuz a there's not enough time and b when I switch over to the next person, the AI takes over and says, Oh, I don't want to defend, I want to attack. Huh. So during that boss fight, I was guaranteed to have Esther not defend and then she dies. And now she's useless for the rest of the battle. Why did you not give me an all out attack and all out defense tactic right there? That is so yeah. stupid that is a huge misstep.
1: And it was Well so they definitely do give it to you pretty quickly. Like it within the next hour or two, you get that. Okay,
0: but still, that is a huge misstep, and that is one of the thing. One of the problems that I have with this game is that I feel like I don't have enough control over what I'm doing. You know, I, like you're not attacking; you're watching an animation of an attack.
1: Yeah, it is weird. Like we were talking about when you choose to have, say, for your familiar attack. It might be like an 8 to 10 second segment in which they're going to attack some number of times based on their speed or or whatever. So you end up up hitting attack and then you you don't really know exactly what's going to happen next. One thing I've found a little bit strange also is that uh, a lot of the battles I've been in, the real simple ones, have had three enemies and I – Well, basically choose to attack the one that I know is weakest to my slash attacks from Mighty. But they might be on the other side of one of the other two enemies. And so if Mighty can't get through the enemy, he just is stuck in a run animation. And he can't get around that enemy to get to the one he's trying to attack. And so the other two enemies will just wail on him and he's not even attacking anybody. He's just standing there trying to get to the third one. Yeah.
0: And that's, that's in the other thing, is that pretty much so far, all the familiar abilities are completely wastes of MP. Because why would I waste MP on a mediocre attack that does, you know, 20 damage when I can do 20 damage in a string of just standard attacks? When I should be saving my MP for healing myself. that it, I, I'm just like, this is... This makes no sense.
1: Yeah, well, well mighty's attack to cut loose at least attacks multiple enemies, and I, I haven't, I don't have very many or any other area of effect or multiple enemy hits. So that 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 one does come in useful sometimes. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, in certain situations, but most boss fights, every boss fight so far has just been one enemy.
1: Yeah, that. There's a boss soon that is multiple enemies, and it's it was a pain in the butt. Oh, great!
0: So, we complete the trials. We then uh, uh, are returning back home when we realize that oh, the the volcano in the distance is about to erupt. So we need to go over there and hopefully stop it. Otherwise, it's going to erupt and then destroy M- Al Mamoon. So we travel to, uh, old smoky and, uh, go through this new dungeon, which is basically, it's relatively small for the dungeons that I've been around. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of fire enemies. This is where I start collecting new familiars. Yep. Have yet to even start leveling any of them up. Um, I, I uh, so far the only two familiars I have actually uh, evolved was Mighty and uh, Esther's starting one Those are the only two I've, I've actually evolved because the rest of them are star and I can't I don't have a star drop <coughs> so
1: yeah I, I think at this point for me I've I've probably evolved seven or eight different ones. I'm just waiting because it... You know, they... Once you reset them, they level up so quickly, but as soon as they hit, I don't know, 17, 18, 20, they slow down so much again that I don't have any of them ready for a level three metamorphosis yet.
0: Do you know what level it is?
1: It's different for each each familiar. Yeah. Because I had one... so I, I think it was actually the monolith was able you're able to evolve that just at level 10 and most of the other ones are around 20 right um but usually i think for the for the second evolution it's more around 30 gotcha and i, I don't think i've had any no, nobody's at level 30 i mean even my mains aren't level 30
0: yeah so um Going around the volcano, running into a bunch of enemies, stuff like that. We uh climb the top of the volcano. There is a there's a fun little uh thing where they uh, uh Drippy is like, Oh crap, the the volcano's gonna erupt in three minutes, we better hurry up. <laughs> so we hurry up and get up there and he's like, Okay, we, we should be good. Like I thought you said it was three minutes before it's gonna erupt. Hey he's like I just said that so you could rush. <laughs> So, um. Seems like a drippy thing to do. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like something drippy would do. Uh, so, um, when we make it to the top, uh, lo and behold, freaking Shadar is there. The main villain. I, I, well, I say main villain. One of the two, at least. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the white witch's hitman is there. And, uh, he then, uh, controls this giant uh, lava monster who spits fire and has a giant tail. So we go into another boss fight. Now, I didn't think this one was difficult. It was very long. And they introduce us to, I guess, weak points on bosses and stuff like that. Yep. But I don't really feel like that tail was a weak point. (laughs) I didn't see any other, I didn't see any higher numbers coming off of him whenever I was hitting him in the tail. Yeah, I didn't really either. And I get the feeling that when they have, now's your chance, those moments, that just means you've got about five seconds to hit him without him hitting you. And I just feel like, man, there should be a little bit more there. And then, on top of that, the absolute randomness of the the super charge drops that fall that lets you do a super attack on the boss
1: yeah, those are random, but I think that they they're triggered a certain percentage of the time when you do like when you can counter their moves or when you when you, you get a nice, yeah, when you get a nice mm-hmm. I think they 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 that's the trigger. But it doesn't happen every time. It, I, I don't know what governs it, but the more you can do those, the the more you'll get the yellow orbs.
0: And I also wish there was an indicator to say there's a yellow orb out there in the battlefield somewhere.
1: Yep, me too. I've missed a bunch of them. There's been tons of times where
0: I see one, and it's now floating away. And that's really, really annoying. But uh, we beat it. Shadar kind of flies away. And, uh, Oliver then plugs the volcano with the giant rock that had been plugging it for years. Shadar obviously has lifted it to, um, to make the volcano erupt. We then, uh, return back to Al Mamun. And, uh, everybody's like, hey, uh, I'm glad you guys are back from your trials, but that volcano's about to erupt. And then <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, we got that covered. Don't worry about that. So now we have saved Alma Moon. Uh, the, uh, the sage, Esther's dad, tells us that if we want to learn better magic, we're going to need to consult the other sages. Uh, one of which is on, in a distant land that's across the ocean. So we need to go to the coastal city of, what's it called? Castaway Cove. Castaway Cove. And charter a boat and go across the ocean to this new uh, land. So that's where we go. We travel south to the coast. Go to the coastal cove. And uh, when we get there, we run into a scene where a thief has stolen a giant pot. And we chase after the thief to help out the, uh, the merchant. And when we catch up to him, uh, he basically just gives up the pot. He's like, here, take it. It's like almost like he didn't want it anyway. Suspicious. Very suspicious. So we then take it back to the merchant. And the merchant's like, damn it. I wish you guys hadn't got that back. I was kind of hoping he would just steal it and get away with it. Like, I can't get rid of the stupid thing. And they're like, why? And so because we can't ever get the lid off of it, <laughs> we can't get the lid off of it. And it keeps making sounds sometimes like there's something inside of it and it's freaking people out. He's like, here, you guys take it. So we take it and Drippy's like, oh, this is a cauldron. Like, how do you know? Well, I can tell from the markings or whatever. I don't know. And so um he's like, every wizard has to have a cauldron. So this could be ours. Well, how do you open it? Well, you got to say the magic word. What's the magic word? Well, look in your wizard's companion, and I leaf through the wizard's companion. Well, virtually leaf through it, and uh, I see that the (laughs) the magic word is "open sesame."
1: I couldn't find this in there.
0: You couldn't find it, really. Yeah it's right there at the very beginning of the ch- chapter
1: 2 huh no i i don't know I, I feel like i didn't have this page or something cuz i looked at it so many times
0: yeah it was right there it was like chapter 2 alchemy and right there at the the bottom left it says in order to open your your cauldron you have to say open says a me so what'd you do? Just look at the fact?
1: Uh, I had to after I, I read every page in that alchemy section like three times. <laughs> it's right there at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know.
0: So, and uh, this is interesting because you actually have to type it in. I don't know how precise you have to be, but uh, I typed it in perfectly. So With the dashes? Uh, with the dashes, yeah. And uh, we open the... Uh, the cauldron and out pops a giant genie uh he uh he sees oliver and calls him master but he doesn't believe him he's like you don't look formidable enough to be a wizard that that can control me so he challenges us to a fight to which we get into a boss fight that i lost probably eight times Ooh, and i was like i turned it off like I, after a few times, I was like, I turned it off. I was like, Man, screw this! I, I don't want to do this. And the reason why is because Esther is useless in battle, and she doesn't defend. Whenever he does his his big hit, everybody attack, she instantly dies. I have one phoenix feather, and she's it's wasted because she's just she, she's not using her she's not using her familiars. Her familiars have way better defense than she does, yet she's yeah. she's running up to the guy and hitting him with a harp that does one damage. She's
1: very impulsive.
0: And I'm just like, how do I fix this? I tried every tactic. I changed her tactic to just keep me healthy. And to which she used up all her MP, you know, healing, you know, two hit points. And I'm just like, this is this is horrible. So I finally loaded back up my previous save and grinded for probably about 30-40 minutes and then went back and was able to beat him. I, 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 I'm fine with those kind of games, but I'm getting too old for those kind of games. I'm getting too old for the grind fest games. I don't have that kind of time. Mm.
1: Maybe I should play on easy. I don't know. See, I don't mind the grind, although i I do. I'm a lot more forgiving of the grind when it's on a portable. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know what it is. I I just I feel like if I can pull it out, just grind for thirty minutes or so, and put it away, it, it's no big deal. I don't. I don't like not. I don't like finding out that you need to grind by losing. Also, I guess. I guess that's really the only way to do it. Yeah.
0: I'll tell you a game that did it great. That's a game called Lost Odyssey. Lost Odyssey, when you're in an area... It's kind of a linear game. But when you're in an area and you do random battles... Uh, after you have grinded enough in that area... You start getting 1 XP for winning a battle. That signifies you are strong enough go to the next area.
1: Yeah, which I thought they kind of did in this game by having, like, you know, once you're leveled up enough to a certain point, they run away from you. And so if you get to that point, well, obviously you can barely even catch enemies most of the time, so I guess you're done leveling up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but then I'll always run into, like, that one enemy who always chases after me. Yeah. I have never gotten just all the enemies are running away from me in an area so I don't know the 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 grind is real in this game that's the problem is that a maybe I'm not grinding but the thing is I don't run from battles you know if something sees me I'm gonna fight it and yeah it's not like I'm actively avoiding enemies but on top of that I feel like I just don't have enough control over my characters. Which is why I like, this should have been a turn-based game. I feel like it really should have. Because like, I, the AI is not smart enough to do what I want it to do. And it ends up just being useless. I figured having a second party member, even if it's just a healer, would be fine. But when the AI is constantly healing me and wasting MP for yeah. 10 hit points, that's not doing me any favors.
1: Yeah, I found a bunch of times that she'll just die and I'll be okay with that. And then I'll do the whole rest of the battle just with me and a familiar.
0: Yeah. That's, that's bad. That's bad game design.
1: Yeah. But I guess on the other hand, they, they are still introducing new mechanics and new teammates and, you know, new, new bits of gameplay for these battles. So maybe it'll get better. I've seen screenshots
0: of this game and I realize who my next party member is going to be. It's going to be that thief guy. So, uh, I, I know he's going to join us at some point or another. But, I don't know. Uh, it probably soon. I'm not certain.
1: Yeah, pretty quickly.
0: Okay. But, um, yeah, so we beat the genie, and he teaches us alchemy, where we basically, you know, we have formula that we can use that, you know, you're kind of guaranteed to get whatever formula you use or you can experiment and mix and
1: match stuff and
0: see what comes out have you tried any of this Matt?
1: no i haven't done this at all although what i want to do is because you can't do alchemy on anything you've got equipped i want to start doing some alchemy once i get to the point where I, i've bought new gear and i've got old gear sitting around yeah i want to try and start seeing what i can do with that old gear
0: gotcha Kind of like a uh, rogue legacy. Yeah. Or not rogue legacy, rogue galaxy.
1: Yep. Rogue galaxy.
0: Yeah. Throwing your, throwing your sword into uh, that guy's mouth and him spitting out another sword. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, it, it, there is a good amount of possibilities with that. I haven't experimented with it. I'm afraid to throw stuff in just randomly because he may just give me, yeah, he, he may, it may be like, Oh, this, this failed and you lost all that stuff that you just used.
1: Yeah, that's why I don't want to do anything I need.
0: Yeah. So, if anybody out there can answer that question, do I lose all the stuff that I try experiment with? If that's the case, I will never do that. Ever. So, um, but yeah. Um, now we have our uh our cauldron. We can now use alchemy. Uh, next on our list is chartering a boat. So, we go and talk to a guy who has a boat, the captain and, uh, he, well, I should say first we have this little cutscene of, we run into the mayor of this town and he's like, you guys are, are wearing the wrong clothing and you have to switch to bathing suits. <laughs> That's it. That's the end of this conversation. We switched. Everybody bathing. has to
1: wear bathing suits. Everybody has to
0: wear bathing suits because, uh, that way you can see if anybody's armed or not. So that was, that was a nice, you know, three minute cutscene of uselessness. Now it does add to the story, and I shouldn't be so cynical. I feel like I'm being very cynical with this game. The I have to say the the fight with the genie was at, you know, at the beginning. It was pretty neat because the genie was constantly reaching into his his pot and pulls out random stuff, like he'll pull out a flaming sword, which means he his attacks are stronger, or he'll pull out a freaking umbrella and. <laughs> And his attacks are crap. You know, and it, it's goofy and it's charming and it's it's, it's, it's kitty and stuff like that. And it's, and it's neat. It is. It, it really was neat. But after doing that fight five, six, seven times, I was like, I'm so done.
1: Uh, I don't think I lost to him. I was going to say I thought he was a little harder than the other ones, than the other bosses. But I don't think I lost to him. Oh, I definitely lost to him. At least seven or eight times.
0: And that was when I was just like, I, I'm done with this. I am, I am so done with this. I turned off the game for probably about an hour, had some dinner, and then came back to it. <laughs> so, uh, we talked to the captain of the ship. Uh, he won't let us board unless we get a uh, a pass. So we
1: have to go back to. Yeah, and he doesn't think we'll get it.
0: Yeah, he he doesn't believe that we're wizards. So, we, uh, we go back to Alma Moon because we have to talk to the Queen. I'm guessing it's a Queen.
1: Yeah, I, I'm guessing <laughs> an equivalent to a Queen. Okay.
0: Um, and we have to go talk to the Queen. I travel back to Alma Moon. The guards won't let us in. The guards say that she, she's preoccupied right now because she's, she's wanting her food. She eats all the time and then she sleeps. That's it. So uh, he's like, in fact, I've got to go find her favorite food right now. So now we get the bright idea of maybe if we get the favorite food, they'll let us go see her. And we're like, okay, well, we're, we're, we don't know what her favorite food is. All right, well, maybe if we go to your P- Motorville, your world, and find her soulmate, we can then figure out what the favorite food is well, we don't know what she looks like. And they're like, well, okay. Well, let's think about it. We'll sleep on it. Let's go back to the hotel. So we go to the hotel and we go to sleep. And that's when we decide to go to Motorville, to which that is where I stopped. I did not have a lot of time to play this game this week. Um, you know, life happens. You know, I put in I put in a, a decent amount of time, you know, I beat, what, three bosses? so Yeah,
1: I'll, actually a lot happens in the next couple hours.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking. So um, I know that's not the opportune stopping point, but that's where we're stopping for today. Yep. Any tips, Matt, for the upcoming stuff?
1: Uh, When they ask you if you're ready to do something or go somewhere, make sure that I would take the time to – Get all the equipment that you can. Okay, you know that might require a little grinding to get some money to buy some equipment upgrades because basically, I think maybe twice in the next couple hours they ask you, you know, are you ready to do this? And it pretty much always means you know you're gonna have a boss battle soon. Um, they're not super hard, except for except for one. Uh, I only had a lot of trouble with one of the bosses in, uh, is it the next area or the area after the next one? I don't know. Um, but it it is, yeah, I, I don't want to say too much more. I don't want to spoil it, but okay, it, it, the world opens up a little bit too, which is pretty cool. Gotcha. I wasn't really expecting that.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, looking at this fact, we're close to halfway through.
1: Yeah, which I, I don't understand how it could be a fifty hour game if we're halfway through. <laughs> I
0: don't I I think stuff starts extending.
1: Yeah. So uh
0: let's see here. We do have an email. Uh this comes from Bronson. It says, uh, what's up guys, it's Bronson. Sorry in advance for the long email. I played through Nino Cunha a few years ago, so it's somewhat fresh in my mind and I agree with both Drew and Matt on different points. I agree with Matt in that while at first the childish, no, I, I agree in Drew, with Drew, excuse me, uh, <laughs> sorry, I agree with Drew in that while at first the childish whimsical nature of the game was charming, it quickly grew to be coiling. Coiling? Cloing? Cloying? Cloying. That is a new word.
1: For me. It's like, like somebody's got too much too much perfume on. It can be too, too intense, too in your face. Right. You
0: in fact, too I much actually, cuteness. I actually remember the exact point in which it started to grate on me when Oliver starts referring to King Tom as your Majesty. <laughs> Holy shit, for some reason that really got under my skin, and the charm took a nose die from there. Growing up I had friends that would trash Nintendo for making childish games, and at the time I couldn't see myself not being able to get into a game because it was too childish. Nino Kuni, having played through it in my mid 20s, was the game that made me realize that there is only so much childishness that I can handle in a game before I tune it out, even though I finished it. That being said, I get why someone would find a game like Nino Kuni endearing, as most people seem to. Maybe Drew and I are just a couple of cynical bastards. Haha, ha. yes, we are. I agree with Matt with regards to the combat, which for the most part I enjoyed at first. While it is clunky, it is also dynamic, and you can gain more familiars and party members. It allows for a decent amount of strategy. However, I say I enjoyed it at first because midway through the game, I grew bored of it. Because although there was is room for strategy, the game doesn't demand it. And from then on, I ended up button spamming every battle except for some boss fights with the strongest familiars I could find because the game lets you. I tend to power level in JRPGs, probably too much, so that may be why I was able to do that. Overall, I think the combat has enough flexibility to allow you to play h- however you want, which is cool. Two side notes about Nino Kuni. There is an area in mid-late game where the rare, a rare enemy called a Toko Cold spawns more frequently than it should. When this relatively easy enemy is killed, it gives an absurd amount of XP, sometimes in the tens of thousands if you get the double IIRC. Huh. What is double IIRC?
1: Uh, I don't know, but I did, did hear that the tokos give a lot of XP. Okay.
0: After power leveling there for a few hours, I never had to gain a level again for the rest of the game. Unfortunately, I don't recall the exact area this was, as it's been a few years. Also, it's possible that it may have been patched, but I doubt it. Secondly, Mighty is uh, known to be one of the worst familiars by mid-game, so you probably shouldn't invest too much into leveling him, unless you like him. Finally, to finish off this long-ass email, is my take on the question of what makes an RPG? One of the previous emails laid out an interesting metric, that 10-point system, which sort of works, aside from the fact that almost every JRPG would take a hit because that pretty much all have linear stories. There's uh, many variants as to what makes an RPG, though, so it's easier to discern from the necessities. To me, the necessities are, one, roles. The mechanics of combat, interactions, or other aspects of the game are calculated via RNG dice rolls happening behind the scenes similarly to a pen and paper rpg two character progression the advancement of levels and or gear acquiring new skills and abilities basically a tangible sense of growth as you progress through the game i think those two elements will always signify an rpg to me anyway the podcast is awesome as usual looking forward to the next one the fact that you guys are doing a year of jrpgs is dope and as one of my all-time favorite genres, I love listening to discussions about them. Later, thank you for that email, Bronson. So yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, so I'm 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 actually I'm still really loving it. Uh, I the, the combat is, can be a little wonky at times, but. I love that now that I'm evolving them, evolving my familiars, as soon as you evolve them, they get a lot more abilities right? that they can unlock. So they don't start with them, unfortunately. You need, you need to hit certain level requirements to unlock the abilities. But I think most of the level 1 familiars only have one ability. But as soon as you have a – not level 2, but a, a form 2 familiar – they usually jump up to four or five abilities. Right. Which automatically means that the combat's going to be quite a bit more varied. And then couple that with the number of different familiars that you can get. So I think the the one that I was searching for was in the Castaway Cove area. There's a, a cat. I think it's called a, a purloiner. I have that one, yeah. That's one of the best ones in the game, I hear. Really? So I, I, I evolved him up to the second form, which is Cut Purse, uh, and now he's about a level twenty in the second form. So I'm waiting until he gets to form three, and then you know, then I'll be set. That spot I won't need to change for the rest of the game. And that's your like attacker, striker kind of character. Yeah. So th- the way I'm thinking is that pretty soon I'm gonna move. Well, maybe not pretty soon, but because for mo- most of my fights I almost always use Mighty. You know, I think he's got a decent attack, decent defense. I I spent all my money outfitting him with the best equipment. So he he's my go-to and I only switch to somebody else when uh you know, when his timer runs up out. Mm-hmm. So I think the Cup Purse is finally getting to the point where the attack is is a bit better than Mighty's. So I'll probably switch to using the cut purse as my main in the next – I don't know. Sometime soon, as soon as I can get him outfitted. And then I don't know what I'll do with Mighty. Maybe just ditch him, send him to the farm <laughs> or whatever they call it. the Yeah, familiar farm or familiar –
0: Yeah, something like
1: that. Yeah, where all your extra ones go. Yeah. I –
0: I am kind of the opposite, but in the same vein as you. I have been using the lemur guy because he is like my striker. I f- start of a battle, I psych up and then go go wild.
1: Uh, see, the fact that he can't
0: defend kills me. It, it does, but usually what ends up happening is he can kill guys before I die. If I do get, if it does get a little dicey, I, I bring him back and then do healing touch. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't hate the game. I find some things frustrating about it the The combat I just wish I had a little bit more control over the combat
1: and in in, in what sense do you mean specifically like the individual actions or the the character- the other characters or what a little bit of both like a little bit of everything,
0: yeah, a little bit of everything because uh, you know. When I've got, say, Mighty, he, he does his little he jump, stab a guy, then back up a little bit, and then jump again. I'm just like, dude, just fucking slash him. You know? I'm, I'm just yeah. like, it, you know, and many times the, the, the enemy's then targeting somebody else and running away from him, and Mighty misses two times. And, yep. there, you know, there goes two attacks in that string of attacks that he could have hit him. And then on top of that, my other party members are friggin' idiots. You know, they're just, they're useless. The only thing that they... The only thing Esther has really done for me is kept me healed for the beginning parts of a boss fight and then became cannon fodder. Huh. He, it, she became the tank, but it's not really a tank because she dies real easy.
1: Yeah. Can you, can you outfit her with stuff? I don't know that I've tried to do that. Yeah, you can. You can put badges on them, just like with Oliver. You give her all the... The best def- defensive badges,
0: I guess, maybe. That's the only thing I can think of. Like, I, I it, it's too, it, it's so drastic that I feel like I, I'm, I'm starting to second guess if I'm doing something wrong. I, I feel like, am I doing something wrong? Am I not using the right tactic? Like, see, I, I haven't really had these
1: problems, so I don't
0: really know. I have zero idea why Esther. When I'm not controlling her is not using one of her familiars. Like seriously. The, the the fight with the genie she never brought out a familiar.
1: See, that's weird. I don't think she's ever done that for me. She, she almost I, always uses her bird.
0: Well see that's the thing. I, I was I was, you know, experimenting and trying to move characters around and That's the thing. I feel like, did I screw something up by putting someone besides the bird in her number one spot? So now she just doesn't use anybody? Then I switched it back to the bird, and now she's not using the bird.
1: Does she have three
0: familiars? Yes. Huh. And I've tried every tactic with her, and, you know, it's just, I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong here.
1: Like I, I, don't yeah, under, I, I don't I don't
0: understand why she doesn't have a familiar route at all times.
1: I wonder if the uh all out attack and all out defense options will help solve this. I the all out defense will definitely help because
0: holy crap, you know, when you've got when you can obviously see the boss is about to do a big attack, you yep. want everybody to defend, but I've got just Oliver defending and she's gonna get hit and get wiped. Yep. And I'm just like, well, that's useless. So that's definitely going to help out at least with the survivability. But other than that, I mean, it's not going to help her do what I want her to do. Maybe just all out attack. But all out attack may mean her walking (laughs) up to a guy and hitting him with a harp. I don't know. Like, I just feel like maybe I should just play as Esther and let Oliver do stuff. Because I've switched to Esther before and Oliver still got his familiars out.
1: Huh. Or maybe know. once you get the third one it won't matter quite as much. Hopefully. Maybe
0: this next guy is really good. We'll see.
1: Yeah, and I I mean I definitely wouldn't say that the combat is tight. It's, it's very loose. Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious. But you know the 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 specific examples you were giving about were or will maybe take a step back or two before slashing, or your opponent walks away and you miss a couple of slashes. that That's the kind of stuff that doesn't bother me, because that also plays into what I do. You know, I love controlling... I love being able to hit Circle and exiting out of any pre-assigned attacks and just running around the battlefield, picking up some orbs, pulling the enemies away from Oliver... And, and, you know, just kind of manipulating the battlefield that way. So the fact that sometimes it goes the other way, I think, is just part of that fighting in that 3D arena space, which I know you don't love. But I, I, I to me, that's still one of my favorite things about this game. I love being able to, to push and pull characters around that battlefield like that.
0: Yeah, man, it takes different strokes to move the world, man. I mean, it's... I mean, may, maybe maybe it's just not clicking for me, and maybe it finally will. You know, I mean, I, I'm still kind of early on. I think I'm maybe eight hours in, nine hours. So, you know, uh, for all intents and purposes, this is the beginning of the game. Yeah. So I maybe I just haven't got a full grasp on what I'm doing. That, and that's the reason why I keep asking myself, am I doing something wrong?
1: So, yeah, which I guess is not something you ever really want to be asking yourself while playing a game.
0: Yeah, so anybody out there who's playing along with us or has played this game, please give me some battle tips. Give me some battle tips, suggest some monsters for me to tame, because I'm obviously going to need some better monsters.
1: Yeah, i take that cat start
0: leveling him up. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that, because after I heard that from you, I'll, I'll definitely do that. So, But yeah, that's it. Got all our emails. Uh, send some more emails. It's Drew at ZTGD.com. Uh, you can tweet to us. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at R E M G S. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um We'll be back next week. At least I'm going to attempt to be. <laughs> uh, depends on how much I get to play. Hopefully I'm going to try to take at least a, a day to play some. Uh, we'll see. But yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, trying to think of anything Qu- else. Quest continues. Yeah. The quest <laughs> continues. Um, game of the year stuff. I, I'm sure everybody's probably listened to it by now, but, uh, both episodes are up. Uh, you can check those out. See what we loved in 2017. What we yeah, and
1: I've gotten a lot of uh, recommendations just from listening to those other people talk about what they played in 2017.
0: Yeah. Uh, apparently, Divinity Original Sin 2 is a must-play. So, there you go. But uh, that's it for us. Until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. You guys have a great week, and we'll be back next week with the continuation of Nino Cooney, Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch.